Welcome to Season 2 of In the Vine Dating Podcast with host Melissa Chavez, joined by Yesenia, Denise, and Shekinah. This season, we'll be discussing different topics such as premarital intercourse, soul ties, and the importance of servanthood. And of course, discussing your upcoming dating mixers and events. For more information, you can visit our website at www.inthevinedating.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to show your support and like, share, and subscribe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to In the Vine Dating Podcast. It is your host, Melissa Chavez. And here with me, I have... Shekinah. Denise. Welcome back, Denise. (laughs) Happy to be back. Yeah, you're super excited. I am. I am very excited. I missed you guys. Um, but you guys did great. You guys Aww, did so you. great without me here. I was like, y'all don't even need me. Stop, no. Um, but I missed you guys. I, I said I took some time <laughs> off just to process, but <laughs> I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back yeah. in the mix. As I've mentioned a few times now, <laughs> when we talked about the fear of the Lord, <laughs> I really wanted yeah. you to be there for yeah. that one. Um, yeah, and so it feels like we're playing musical chairs because now, yes, he is taking some time off, um, but, you know, She's awesome, and we definitely feel her absence. Mm-hmm. So, Yessie, we love you, and we, we can't wait to have you back here. Um, and for now, you know, um, here we are, <laughs> ready to rock and roll. Um, as you guys can see, we're in a totally new setting today. The Lord has provided tremendously, and so um, we're just um, able to come up with a new studio. We have a new intern slash director slash producer, a.k.a. Caitlin. What's the name of your of your is it business? What is it? It's Caitlin Michelle. Michelle Film Productions. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's actually really cute, really cool. She's legit. Um, so, hello. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel like I've had this conversation before. <laughs> a little deja vu. Yeah, yeah just a ton. <laughs> doing fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, honestly, it's been a really fun weekend. Um However, my introverted self is starting to feel a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was great. Um, this weekend so far, we've done uh, we did campaign stuff. Yes, and then um, we did our coffee date, which yes. I'm sure we'll share. And then uh, this morning's service was quite the workout. My dad's been teaching on praise and worship, so um, yeah. And then you know, having everyone uh, put that into practice, so we've been jumping and dancing and. Yeah. I am tired, but Absolutely. it was honestly, it was so beautiful and it was so much fun. And, um, I just, the Lord's really doing something. I think after the really rough couple months that we had, I feel like that breakthrough is kind of finally starting to, yeah. it's like imminent. Is yeah. Right it's word? like, it's like, you're like right on the cusp. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I feel that. So there's an excitement. Yeah. I completely agree. How are you? Good. I mean, despite the craziness of this year, I think it's, like you said, I feel like we're just kind of getting to the silver lining of things. Yeah. So I feel like I'm at the end of the craziness. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of good things happening. Lots of change, positive change happening. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it, it's a lot. I'm sure we'll get into it. But um, it's it's I'm learning to trust the Lord in a new, different level. Yeah. So it's been good. Good. I'm glad. It definitely has been quite the last two months. <laughs> it's been a long year. It's yeah. been a long it's been year. A long year. <laughs> it's been a long year. For a leap year, it's, it's definitely yeah. not leaping. <laughs> I am. I am not. I feel yeah. like I'm counting. You know, the, there's a scripture that says that the Lord counts. He knows the number of hairs on our head. Mm. And I feel like I know every precise second that's passing by. <laughs> like I feel the internal clock inside of yeah. me because everything has just been so filled with 
challenges, but in a good way. It's all growth. It's all, you know, growth in one way or another. So um, it's been great. Um, so now, so last night, actually, in the mm-hmm. Vine, we did our first, like, meetup. And Jay was at Coffee Bean here in Palmdale. And that was, we didn't know what to expect. It was yeah. the first time that we did something like that uh, because we're trying to get closer to our followers. We're trying to build more of a community where people can just come together rather than just have the, the mixers. Um, I think that's even going to help just yeah. building a rapport with, you know, friendships and all that and who we invite into the into the mixers. So um, I had to dip out early. I mean, I was there for like an hour and a half or something like that, and that was pretty fun. But yeah. how was it for you? You I, stayed till like all, till it closed from yeah, like six yeah. to nine. Um, yeah, no, I stayed till everyone left. They they ended up turning the lights out on everybody. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the workers were happy. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, okay, go home. Yeah. Um, no, but it was it was so much fun. Um, yeah, you're right. We had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. We just there was no sign up. There was no put your name down. There was no. It was just it, we're gonna be here and you can show up if you want to. Yeah. You know. Um. And so we did meet some. We didn't meet some people that saw the invite mm-hmm. and decided to come. So brand new people. That's awesome. We're so awesome to get to know them and um, we connected. Like we really connected. We had fun. We were laughing. It wasn't. To me, it wasn't awkward at all. Yeah. And I have a hard time in situations like that with new people. Like if you expect me to get to know somebody, like on. It wasn't when I'd say intimate, but you know what I mean—a more intimate, you know, friendship level. Yeah. That's brand especially new. when it's on you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it's difficult for me, but it was so easy, and it just flowed, and it just—I had—I had fun, genuinely had fun, and um, in my, I expected more people to be honest, and normally, that would discourage me. But even still, walking away, I was like, "There's just this peace," and yeah. I was like, "We have to continue doing this." Yeah. You know, and I see it growing, and yeah. um, it was just fun. It was great, and it was just um, I shared I shared with our table before we left, and I was like, you know, I'm so happy that you guys came because you know, although because they went to church as well, and I was like, although we meet in different buildings, we're still mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, I don't care if we disagree on every which point. You believe that Jesus saved your soul. I believe that you saved my soul. Yes. That makes us brother yeah. and sister, or sister <laughs> and sister, brother and brother, whatever. Yeah. That makes us family, right. you know. And that's that's a point of connection. And I really think that um, we just had this awesome opportunity to connect with people outside of our um, building, yeah. you know. But it was still connecting I with people at the church. Yeah. So I loved it, and it was great, and it just it flowed, and it was so natural. Um, and then at one point you were there. Yes. Uh, we had someone come in and pray for us. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to preface that um, because when we first started, uh, when we we were probably like 15, 20 minutes in yeah. already. And one of the ladies, this is what I love about the group. Like everybody was willing to open up. Like yeah. everybody was just sharing about their lives. And I, I think it was expected from the ladies that we know. But right. from the ones that we didn't know, we were just sh- like, I was shocked. Yeah, at it how was much, just comfortable. Yeah. No one was trauma dumping. Exactly. Yeah. But they were it, sharing. We were all just sharing, um, you know, just. It was really sweet. So yeah. then, anyway, I got convicted because I'm like, man, like, we didn't start, we didn't pray. And, um, but then I was like, man, like, now it's a little bit awkward. Like, I don't want to just interrupt the flow of things, which not a good mind frame. But um, the Lord still came through because, go ahead and finish <laughs> that thought. There was an older gentleman that came in and um, he had an accent. I have no idea what the accent was, but. I think it was Middle Eastern. I don't know. Really? I don't know. See, I was I thinking European. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to me, if it's not Mexican, it's Middle Eastern. <laughs> wow. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Everyone's British to me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is British. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> anyway, so this gentleman <laughs> comes in and he was um, he's like, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but can I pray for you ladies? And um, I mean, right away, I'll be honest, I was very skeptical and I was just right. like, you want a group of women to close their eyes? Mm. You know what I mean? Shekinah. <laughs> I started filming him. Yeah. And I was like, you want to try, try something. Try something. The yeah. littlest one will beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh, I would no. pay to see that, actually. I'm going to make that happen. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, that might help me, actually. Yeah. It's just a lot of pent-up rage in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, no, it was really great, though. He just started praying, and there was this peace. And... It was simple stuff. It wasn't anything like he wasn't like prophesying anything specific. At least I don't think he was. It was very simple. It was very just generic prayer. Um, but there was a peace on it. And it was in the name of Jesus. And it was just, you know, praying for the desires of our hearts and just praying that um, we're able to see God on a new level. And then he walked away and he said, all right, thanks. Bye. And that was it. And what was random is that he said, you know, he's like, I, I was actually driving away. I was on my way to L.A., but then the Lord convicted me and told me to turn around and come back and pray for you guys. Oh, yeah. And so he was like, can I just, he's like, I swear I never do this. Can I just pray for you guys? Yeah. And we were like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was, it was really cool. And yeah. then it was cool because even one of the young ladies towards the end of the night was sharing how he had actually done something that the Lord had been convicting her and confirmed some things the Lord had been speaking over her and her life in that moment of how, um, she really feels like the Lord has been prompting her and her prophetic abilities to start mm. speaking out and to start praying for people and have those moments that's of, hey, turn around yeah. and talk to this person. And she's been having more and more of those moments. And she's like, that really convicted me to, you know, step out and do that. Cause he, he was an example of that. And that was just that the Lord was like, see, yeah. you can be this for somebody yeah. too. And so it was just so beautiful. And, oh my um, gosh, thank God we said yes. Imagine right? if we would have said, no, get out of here. Yeah. Like, you know what? We're actually really <laughs> not comfortable terrible. with that. Yeah. <laughs> we live in such a crazy world it's it so sad, sad you yeah. know but it it, it, as you were talking it, two things came to mind it was one like such a god thing right like even with these single ladies how a fatherly here it comes like like you said an older yeah. gentleman a mm-hmm. fatherly figure like providing that blessing yeah. and even the scripture of like you never know but you can be entertaining an angel Ooh, right yeah. and so just that being yeah. so mindful of that because i've heard stories that was kind of like one of the ways that i came back into the church was my you know carlos said mm-hmm. that this completely random person that he's like later on i knew that it was an angel came and said to me like you need to call her it's time for her to come back and that's, that's how wild. i came back so yeah. it just reminds me that it's like you just never know right yeah. Yeah. you just never know so i'm glad you guys let the gentleman yeah. speak the Lord is moving in our hearts. no it was it was awesome yeah. um but yeah i did i started filming because i was like either <laughs> surveillance yeah I was like, or sorry, either surveillance or <laughs> you know an awesome opportunity to share yeah. but, you know I was, like, yeah. I was just the whole time like kind of yeah. just <laughs> yeah. so funny uh yeah that was a huge blessing so um we absolutely had an amazing time it was great and we can't wait to do more denise had a great idea that maybe we should try doing it at like um bowling alley yeah. that'd be fun yeah. playing our billiards like you know yeah it's the, and i, I think possibly. that's one the bowling or that's something that mike and i will definitely want to join and do with you mm. ladies so i yeah. think that'll be fun yeah. yeah bowling there's movies there's i mean yeah. there's so much we can, we can do, do like a competition like Ooh. guys against girls yeah that's gonna be fun okay yeah. i'm All excited right. <laughs> Throwing your ideas, guys. We don't have a date <laughs> yeah. for it yet, but set the date. Yeah. <laughs> um, stay tuned for that. TBD. TBD. There you go. Um, okay, so um, as you guys heard on Monday, we released the interview for Jackie Rodriguez. 
And again, as I don't know that I mentioned it yet, but so as, okay, I did mention that we have a new producer slash director slash intern, but what that means is that we're also, you know, fiddling around with the sounds, fiddling around with the video and all that stuff. So definitely please have mercy and patience with us. Pray for your girls because my niece is going to school for this. So she's amazing, but we, <laughs> we right here, <laughs> me. <laughs> Um, just need all the grace that we could get. Um, yeah. So why am I saying that? Because it's the same thing with a Monday's episode. So thank you for enduring with us. We Honestly, we really appreciate it. Um, so we interviewed Jackie. Do you guys have a favorite part from hers? Like, what did you what did you ladies think? You want to go first, Shekinah? Do you want me to oh go first? Oh, my gosh. Um, Let me go first because yeah. mine's probably shorter because I know Shekinah <laughs> yeah. is mentored by Jackie. So yeah. she's totally like has Definitely a lot she's to ready. elaborate she's on. She's my mentor. So. Yes. So there is a few things that they said um, that sh- they said that she said. Sorry. Wow. And you're woke. I know. <laughs> Please edit that part out. Um, by the way, guys, we're not sponsored by anybody that has hat that I'm wearing. I, I have to make that um, claim out there before somebody tries to sue us but um beautiful ashes though yeah, come at your girl ashes, yeah. <laughs> you trying to get way. sponsored um so i love when she said that um you know when we go to bridal showers we always say yes communication is key communication mm-hmm. but she hit it and then like the nail in the head learn to communicate mm-hmm. because it's so easy to say communicate what does that look like right yeah so when she said learn to communicate i think that was key i think that's gold i think that's just real and and so um, i i know we'll get into like the details of that and later on in the podcast but that stood out um especially also when she said marriage is a calling you know i that is my heart like i've said you know motherhood is a calling you know so i love that people are starting to i know that we've known it but are starting to vocalize what it like the realities or the truths right like educating people yeah marriage is a calling you know motherhood is a calling because when you do it, there's this fear and reverence of the Lord that is on a different level. And also, um, when she touched on Linda's advice is, if nothing else changes, what are you going to do differently? Yeah. And I really feel that's so prominent in relationships and even in marriages because that, as I'm even in my marriage, I've learned that a lot of times when I think my spouse is to blame or he can do something different or I place this expectation on him, I realize that 99% of the time when I change, when I do something mm-hmm. different, it changes the, mm. the outcome of everything else. And I think sometimes we get so fixated on placing the blame on someone else yeah. or being so upset at the other person not changing. And I'm not talking like sin issues, you right. know, things that like we always have to like, you know, do a pre what is it? Preface or pre like preface. Preface it. <laughs> Sorry, that. Um, I noticed that when like I change my attitude or my perspective, I, the problem gets resolved. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and so I'm learning that. So the fact that she touched on that, uh, those three things for me were big time highlights. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so practical. It's so practical. It's so practical. Like once you learn that in one area of your life, it applies in so yeah. many, so many ways. It's so diverse. What about you? Shakina. Well, <laughs> no, I, um, just because I know that we're going to dive into the interview a lot more. <clears throat> I do want to share uh, like why and how Jackie became my mentor. Um, it was actually a few years ago, and I was, I was uh, actually coming out of a really tough situation. But I was coming out of it as in I was a good, I was in a good place. Yeah. After coming out of something really tough, and the Lord said, "I want you to get a mentor," and He really put that on my heart, and that was a really hard for, thing for me to do because I'm like, I'm spiritually superior. 
Okay. <laughs> How right. did that work out? Yeah. Uh -huh. he, he humbled me real quick. That's for sure. Because um, I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, but no, it, it really was a point of pride for me of thinking that I don't, I'm, I grew up in the church. Like I know Jesus. Like I don't, other people need mentors. I don't need a mentor. Um, but the Lord really put it in my heart and he's like, no, you need a mentor. And um, I took that seriously and I started looking and I, you know, scheduled different meetings with different, you know, just like we said, when uh, finding a mentor is like asking somebody out on a date, you walk up to them and go, Chick, I know what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you want to just yeah. go like out for coffee? Like I want to get to know you. And so I would, I just walked up to certain people, like different leaders in our church and, um, and it was all different things. Maybe it was a schedule conflict. Maybe it was just like the Lord was saying, you know, like, mm, you know, try somebody else or. Um, but I went through several different leaders and then it's just, I was like, but Lord, like I just, it's, it was mostly a schedule conflict thing and just wasn't working out. And, um, then Jackie started working at Butler's with me and we just started talking and that's it. We, it, it was first a friendship and yeah. it's one of those things that the Lord, you know, brings in the people when you stop looking, like we've been joking about that. And I'm it was about one to start of the yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm about to start driving like this. It was exactly like that, and the Lord it was just. Uh, but my heart. But the thing is, is that me actively looking also opened up my heart to that. Mm -hmm. So by the time that Jackie came in, um, I was already open to it, that's and so um, yeah, that's how we started getting to know each other. I trained her uh, to be a barista and to manage a coffee shop, and then she. We just started getting to know each other slowly, and it just mm. kind of grew organically and then um she became my mentor somebody that i've been coming to for a few years now and by the time i got married she was with me throughout that yeah and um just was very close with me during that process and then when we started having problems in our marriage her and her husband jose were very involved with that and it, that's when i found out that um i didn't even know that she had gone through the exact same thing that i had gone through and i was like this whole <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it just showed me how good the Lord is that he yeah. plants those seeds so early on and you don't even realize it that she what started out is just this we're working together um and we're hanging out with one another into a friendship turned into her literally holding my hand as I went through the most challenging mm -hmm. most difficult season of my life yeah. um because she went through it yeah and um, even Jose, like they're both, I'm trying so hard not to cry right now because they've both been, they've become such um, like a big brother and a big sister to yeah. me. Both of them. Um, very protective of not just me, but also my husband who was struggling and believing with me throughout the entirety of this process as they mentored us and counseled us and were just there for us. Um, that our marriage would be saved in the same way that theirs was, you know? And yeah. so they walked out in that same kind of faith. And so it was heartbreaking for all of us when, you yeah. know, that didn't work out. You know, they were right there with me crying. They were right there with me just as shocked, you know, and confused. But um, they were also right there with me holding my hand. And when it all came crashing down and it all, I decided to leave, um, they had a place ready for me to live in, mm. you know, and that was unplanned. They just happened to have uh, the, the, the space that they had just finished renovating and so by the time I was like, um, I need to leave, they had this space. They're like, oh, well, we have this space for you. And I was like, how is it you guys are coming to my rescue at every point through this process? And so just, um, it's just a reminder, just being around them is a reminder that when you go through something as difficult as that, um, you have the opportunity to really help others who have gone through that. 
Mm-hmm. And so how Jackie and Jose have helped me through everything and loved me through everything, I can now take that as inheritance and remind myself that I can be that for somebody else. Yeah. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. And they're constant examples to me every mm-hmm. single day of what a godly marriage looks like and what just having family members in the body of Christ should yeah. really look like for one another. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I just want to point out something, um, a common thread that I've been seeing more and more like throughout friendships that are, that are substantial is, uh, you know, as you were saying that your, your relationship with Jackie was built with, as you were working. And that's what I've noticed, like the strong friendships, uh, at least in the body of Christ come from people that are, have a common mission together mm-hmm. that are, that are working to, towards something together. It may not necessarily be in the same business. But you're working in, like, for example, for us, it would be in the kingdom of God, right? So once you're building together, like, there's no, I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be all peaches and cream, but those things become smaller when you're building towards something together, right? There's proverbs that say that women that just sit around and gossip all all day or are idle with their hands, like, they get in trouble. And Mm -hmm. um, the Bible says, like, don't even take care of those kind of women. And so to me, it's, it's just so profound to see that when women build, they get to walk in that unity, you know what I mean? And fill in those gaps. Like, I mean, I used to work with Jackie at Butler's too, and I would always tell her, I was like, dude, like, you taught me how to be a daughter. Like, I had no idea how to be an appropriate daughter. Because she, to her, is just like, it just came so naturally. Yeah. And I'm like, how? How? And so, yeah, Jackie's amazing. Like, she is. this hour that we had with her was like, and my favorite thing about her interview was just like, the way that she drew out the simplicity, yes. right? Like, just the simplicity. And I'm like, Jacqueline, what the? Yeah. So good. By the way, she's my cousin, so I've known her all my life. Yes. So I win. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Beat that. Right. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She's actually also the godmother to my baby, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they're amazing. They are amazing. They really are amazing, amazing, amazing people. Just recently, I went up to her, and I was like, you know, um, with stuff that's been happening in our lives, with death and stuff, I said, I really realized, like, you guys are can be can be trusted on another like like trust like i said trust has been a common theme in my mm-hmm. life right now but um i feel like they're people that you can just trust mm-hmm. yeah. trust openly because you know that they will like you said have your back at every turn um love on you comfort you but at the same time not be afraid like to tell you how it is yeah oh, you know sure. um and so that's such a beautiful dynamic it's one of the things that i told her recently i said you know I know you're gangster. Like I know that <laughs> you'll pull punches if you have to, but at the same time, you have your hus- husband who's like very compassionate, yeah. who can bring that balance. And I said, and it's such a beautiful dynamic to watch, and you'd make people feel safe. Yes, you know. So um, as we're, I don't even know why I say I'm saying all this, but <laughs> they're just people you can yeah. truly trust and feel safe with. Yeah. Well, you may not know, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's too. I I think you know we're saying all these things about Jackie. Like, Jackie, I know you're listening to this yes. right now, and so I hope you feel blessed because we're not being hyperbolic but um to our listeners right that don't know jackie or you may know jackie it's like one we want to show you the caliber of people that we're bringing in like into you right we're not just here to provide entertainment we're here to provide you impartation Mm -hmm. and so impartation is the power and ability to be able to take hold of what people are releasing the knowledge the wisdom for you to be able to apply it to your lives it's the reason why people listen to the john maxwell's It's the reason why people listen to the ted talks it's why people listen to sermons on the internet whatever it's because you're getting an impartation and so the people that we're bringing 
to you are legitimate, like we've mentioned before, they're local heroes. They're people mm -hmm. that you would never, uh, like you probably would never even do a second take. But then once you realize the story, you're like, wow, mm -hmm. I really need to open up my eyes to see who's around me, right? Because every person has a story, every person has an identity, and every person has um, a unique calling. So yeah. definitely open up your eyes to that. So with that being said, we're gonna yeah, actually go into the, in, <laughs> yeah. into the interview, okay? So since we don't have Ramsey and we're just like just here, yeah, <laughs> three true. hours later. Um, okay, so one there's there's a lot of things that um, we could be drawn out from mm -hmm. Jackie's interview. Uh, I'm telling you, we as you guys know, we were jumping all over the place just because um, her, it was it was dynamic mm -hmm. and it was simple and it just made sense. But one of the things, and even in speaking with one of the ladies from um at the event last night uh, she was talking about how sometimes people use coin the term like good versus god she's like but i don't like she's like i get it but i don't get it like i need mm. you to illustrate that for me and i was like you know that's good right because yeah. and i think when you experience it it makes sense it's like oh okay like i could see that i could see how that was good and that whatever but how would you ladies explain um the difference between good versus god and what does that mean like what how would you first define that i'll start with with you um i think there's like a two twofold to it i think good versus god is one always make like because i feel like there's different levels mm. right so when we say a god thing versus a good thing like a god thing is making sure that one it's like um not a sin and mm. you know so i think it's important to foundational to, to foundational yeah. you know so for like the new believers it's um, a God thing, it's always aligning with the word of God. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's that simple. Now, when you are more of a seasoned believer, I think it becomes trickier because even the good things can look like God things. And I think it's, like I said, seasonal. Helping people. Helping people is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But if helping those people come at a cost of helping somebody, like, in, like for example, I can just use myself. Like, I can, I love helping people. But if it's coming at a cost where my marriage or my kids are now, be it's hindering them, mm. that's no longer, that's like, that's not a God thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that, that to me is like a practical example is, you know, whatever you're saying yes to, and obviously means there's, there's a no somewhere. Yeah. And is that no really, should that no really be a no? Mm. You know what I yeah. mean? So I think for me, that's, I know, I don't know if that sounds more convoluted, but um, it's just seeing where your yeses are, where your noes are at, and making sure that those yeses are far superior and are going to be more impactful and than wherever, whatever that, wherever that no yeah. is. Um, that's the best way I can explain it for myself. No, that's good. We even talked about that in one of the, in the things where it's just like um, being careful with your yeses yeah. because there is a no somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so that is because opportunities are going to come, especially of the, you know, even bringing it back to a campaign speech, right? It's like that's the that's the reason why the opposing side would have so many candidates to split the vote. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, um, shoot, why did my mind just literally blank? I don't right know, now? but I just remembered something. Um, a good thing versus a God thing. God things are always going to draw whatever decision is always going to draw you should always draw you closer yes, to God yes. and not further away. That's yes. what I'm like trying to elaborate on. So. Whatever you're thinking is, okay, is this drawing me closer to God? Is mm -hmm. it drawing it closer to my vision, to God's vision, to God's calling, to my goals, and to my plans? Yeah. Because if it's not, then it could be a good thing, but it's not a mm -hmm. God thing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you. See, I just had to go on that <laughs> yeah. little tangent that I totally forgot. Yeah. I literally spaced. Go ahead, Shaquina. What do you think? <laughs> I think um, what the world defines as good is really, it's a very feelings-based, mm -hmm. you know? And so we go so often off of how does this make me feel? 
and there's a lot of things that make you feel good and you're Mm -hmm. right there's a lot of things that might even have this promise of you know like making a certain investment for example there's this promise of earning so much on the other side um but if you get that conviction um then it's not a god thing you know and so i think it's just being very aware of our feelings versus what god is actually saying and that's so hard especially when you're starting to first walk that out heck it's still hard for me yeah. is you know you get this strong feeling and you're like god is this you and then you kind of get this composing this sorry what's the word that i'm looking for this conviction mm-hmm. um of just Impulse. combating something i don't know anyway you know it starts with a c <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what i'm trying yeah. to say <laughs> yeah i feel like i can't get my words out either yeah You're good I'm gonna have to be um, but, praying um, in this room. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, or this job opportunity opened right. up, or this there, that thing, and it just it feels right mm-hmm. and it feels good, mm-hmm. and there's no other explanation for it other than it just this is clearly the smart thing to mm-hmm. do, and then there's that moment where you get that conviction, that little prick in the heart going, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that's why it's so important to study the Word of God because one thing yeah. about God is He will never go against Himself, yeah, right. meaning His Word. Right. So if you want to really uh, understand the what God's voice sounds like begin by reading the word and understanding how he speaks to his people and what he speaks to yeah. his people um and so when you feel that prick every time I feel that little prick that's when I open up the word I'm just like this is going against what you're saying yeah. you know and then I dive into prayer and I dive into talking to my mentors and going okay yeah. this is what I'm feeling you know what right. I mean? can you join me in prayer with this yeah. Yeah. um so anyway all that to say is uh what's good is not always God simply because what the world defines as good is based off of a feeling and based off of our own intellect right. and our own fleshly um, logic. Yeah. So I completely agree with that. Uh, there's three things hopefully I remember by the time where I'm done with this little point. But <laughs> the first thing that I want to say is don't split hairs. Like, um, you know, as you're growing in God, like this kind of discernment, this kind of mm-hmm. understanding is going to... That's the reason why we can speak about it because we've experienced yes. it, right? right? So if you only know one scripture definitely get to know more but the lord will use that scripture Mm -hmm. and he will build on that like don't feel like oh my gosh well like don't walk on eggshells the lord is big enough to correct your your failures so long as you have a Mm -hmm. repentant heart and you have a willing heart so don't split hairs please please don't split hairs secondly is um you know, there's this this preacher lady came to our church once, or I forgot what what kind of event she was, and she's like this this lady, like she's if you know what a prophet is, like she hears the voice of God clearly and she releases the word clearly. And so she was talking about how, you know, imagine having that as a mom, right? Like amazing. So her daughter comes to her and was like, mom, I'm being presented with these two different job opportunities. Um, and so then one of them was like coasting, beautiful, like for sure. Like God has opened the doors of heaven for you. The other one, she's like, I see you struggling with that one. I see like a lot of challenges, a lot of heartache in that one. And she's like, and that's the one God wants you to go to. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, good thing, right? Coasting, God thing. And so in the challenging one, she grew as a person. She was able to overcome. She became an answer to a problem. And so that is the God thing, right? Sometimes the word says that he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And so, you know, sometimes... The good thing is probably going to give you like this uneasy feeling. And you're like, but it looks so good. And the the other one, like the challenge, that might, that one might actually be the one that you're just like, you know, I'm kind of inclined to, to go towards that. Mm-hmm. And that can be God. But, you know, how do you learn? It's if you're barely growing in the word, like uh, pray, ask somebody for help, as Shekinah was saying. Like, but, you know, my, my biggest thing is like don't split hairs. Like mm-hmm. as long as yeah. you stay as as humble and as pure with the Lord, like 
that'll help. And so now, how can we apply this to dating? Uh, you know, in the first season, we talked a lot about counterfeits, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. talked a lot about how somebody may come in and give you the red roses and, you know, do all the beautiful things. But that doesn't mean it's a God thing, especially if he's like, hey, like, can I take you out on a Sunday? It's like, well, I go to church. Mm-hmm. Or if he starts, you know, criticizing the way that you worship the Lord, the way that you pray, like, if but everything else is good. Like, he has a good job. He has a career. Mm-hmm. He's taking me out. He's paying for this. Like, everything else is good, but he's diminishing your spiritual walk. Um, that is a good thing. Possibly, I wouldn't say it, but that can be considered a good thing right, because it's standards. checking off. Yeah, because yeah. it's checking off the boxes, but it's not a God thing. Sometimes the God thing is gonna look at somebody scruffy coming up and be like, "Hey, you know what? Like, I don't know the word, I don't know this, like, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to build with you, right? Mm-hmm. That can look like the God thing. So, um, you know, in dating, like, you definitely you just have to be careful with this. This is yeah. an eternal thing. So, you know, don't split hairs, but at the same time, put weight on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just to add to that really quick. Yeah, please. Because so many people are afraid of making that mistake. Yeah. So they remain stagnant. Mm-hmm. And just like, well, let's go back to the job opportunity thing of like, well, I have these two job opportunities waiting for me. I don't know what God is saying, so I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. <laughs> and then you miss the opportunity. You miss the opportunity altogether. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. too many people that do that, and that's just in every aspect of life. Here's the thing. But like you said, God is bigger than all of this. He knows your heart. If you're really truly pursuing him and you're just like flip and you really just don't know. And you're like, okay, God, I'm just going to go for one of them, flip a coin and go for it. Um, And it ends up not being the right choice. Here's the thing. God knew your heart. You made a mistake. But now you've learned what the voice of God sounds like through that mistake. Knowing, okay, I followed this voice over here. That was clearly an emotional response. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you've learned and God's going to utilize that. And that's how you're going to grow. And so you're still, you're going to learn the voice of God by making a choice. Sometimes just simple as making a choice, following whatever little voice is going on inside your head, choosing which one to follow and whether it's right or wrong you go, okay, that one was God. And you're not going to find that out until you make a choice. And like I said, God is huge. God loves you. He knows your heart. He's going to utilize even the mistakes. So don't be afraid. Move forward because you're still making progress. Right. Yes, agreed. Um, (laughs) Another point that Jackie made was um, learning how to communicate. So me, this is actually going to be a question. Like, I'm going to pretend that I'm in the audience and I'm just going (laughs) to, you know, because I actually struggle in this area. Uh, I've been talking to Pastor Linda, (laughs) you know, the proverbial Linda. (laughs) Hey, girl. (laughs) Um, I tied this month. No, I'm kidding. Well, I did, but, you know, it's not a joke. Um, what am I saying? <laughs> okay, my You're question is, question. I'm asking yeah. a question. Yeah. So communication. How, what have you guys, um, what tactics do you guys use to better communicate? And how have you yourself grown in that? I'll start with, since I started with you, I'll start with you. Oh, that one has always been such a hard one for me, to be honest, communicating. Um, because I dealt so much with pride. Like I said, I really did deal with so much pride. I really thought that I was better than everybody else in the room. And um, I just did. And the Lord humbled me real quick, slapped me up a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Quite a bit. I've still got some bruises. (laughs) You could have used me, Lord. Yeah. You did, actually. I think, yeah. You did. And you and him with, and you with me. Yeah. Yeah, We balance each other out for sure. Um, No, but uh, in the area of communication, um, I like how she said, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. I've always been so blunt and just (laughs) straightforward and just to me it didn't 
like it didn't bother me when people were that way mm. and so i didn't think that it should bother anybody else and if they did bother anybody else well you're just you're just too emotional yeah. sweetheart and <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. and that's kind of safe yeah that's <laughs> me you're... that's me humbled i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> thank god you're in this kingdom hallelujah. i'm still learning i'm still growing no but truthfully i i it was something that i, I really struggled with because um i went from it really, the, the the major point in my life is about 10 years ago when I was living in a college dorm. That's where God really, mm. you're living with a bunch of other women and you're that blunt and you're that honest. The Lord humbles you real quick because mm. I made a lot of girls cry. And as prideful as I was and as confused as I was by it, I still didn't have the heart to hurt anybody. Mm. And it was when I started hurting people that I was like, I clearly have a problem and I need help. Mm. And so learning to communicate um, in a more affectionate way, mm-hmm. you know, and just even changing the tone. It, it didn't mean that I had to stop being honest. It just meant that I could change the tone, yeah. my verbiage, um, mm-hmm. and just show a little bit more compassion and even how I approached other women and um, really learning to establish relationship with, um, with the women in my life at that time helped me build and grow so many more valuable relationships as a result yeah. of just being able to shift my tone. Yeah, that's really good. Um, with me, you said like the, what tactics, right? Yeah. Or, um, I've always been very confrontational. I mean, since I was born. No. I mean, they've. I've always been called <laughs> a little lawyer. I know. I don't see it. So for me, it was kind of like what you said and what Jackie said is, um, especially through my marriage, I've learned that it's how I say things. Yeah. And um, so for me, the main thing was learning to do it in a loving way, um, still getting my message across, right? Like I never want to diminish the fact that I'm okay with going up to somebody and, <laughs> hey, what's up? What's happening? Are you talking smack? Yeah, you know? Um, I know. And it's and honestly, my heart behind it. Mm. Because I can honestly say that before I, I was PC confrontational to see, like, t- to hurt, yeah. to be petty. Yeah. Like, not to be petty, but, like, to hurt people. Um, but now it's always done from a place of, you know, restoration, reconciliation, like, redemption. Like, I really want to see something change, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it would definitely be the tone and the heart behind it. Okay. So let me ask, how do you do you determine, like, okay, this is something that definitely needs to be talked about? Versus, okay, this is just my inside voice. Like, um, I don't need to say this. That's good. Um, being honest with myself, like I said, with my husband, there's times where I'm like, I want to vomit and say, da, 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 but then I'm like, wait, Denise, chill, relax. Like, I know me. Am I am I being emotional because I've just been through something? Mm. Am I feeling insecure because of something else happening around me? And I've learned to be honest with myself to know that it's just me feeling a certain type of way. That's good. Then I'm like, okay, Denise, zip it. And honestly, talking to Linda a lot, yeah. like I bounce yeah. a lot. I'm like, hey, like I'm feeling X, Y, and Z, like, but I know I'm being emotional. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and honestly, if I still feel like um, I sometimes let like a few days go by and I assess like, okay, is this really me or is this the Lord? Yeah. And if it's still lingering and I'm like, okay, it's a God thing. Like yeah. if it's that... If it's such a, a strong gut thing, and I'm like, all right, so now it's not just my emotions, it's not, it's not just me. I've already taken it to prayer. Like, there's still that conviction. Yeah. Then it's time to address it. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's definitely as a textbook avoider. What I've what I've learned to do is definitely do that. Right, like 
one, bounce it off of somebody. Yeah. Be like, hey, like, is this something worth mentioning or not? Because in avoiding, what you also do is you create these ideas yeah. in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're creating these ideas in your head and you're creating these stories in your head and there's no proof or, you know, whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah. And so then you've created the problem to be so much bigger. Yeah. And then when it's really just something very small or maybe it is big but you're never gonna know right and so then even just today i I texted people and i'm like hey like this keeps running through my mind i just i need to just let it out right and then you get perspective yeah and so um yeah because oftentimes like if you just you know i just made a post on on my insta about the word rumination and how that's fixating on something that's negative and so if we do that then i think that in itself prevents us from communicating because we're already afraid of what the other person's gonna say. Or, it, honestly, it can even come down to like a low self-worth thinking that what you have to say doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, obviously, that's not the case. Like, what you have to say does matter, but in context, right? Because like yeah. you said, you can't be throwing up on people. Right, and it goes, like I said, it, it goes back to knowing yourself, yeah. right? If you deal with low self-worth, low self-esteem, um, and you keep playing these things over your head, and yeah, clearly, like as you said, bounce it off of people. Um, but when you know that you're just being like overly dramatic yeah. and petty and, you know, you've had a rough day or emo- especially when there's a lot happening, you know, around you in your life, it's so easy. The enemy can really, u- the en- like especially with us right now, death, right? The mm-hmm. enemy could really exploit that and bring out yeah. so many insecurities mm-hmm. that it's like walking around in landmines. You really have to be mindful of and being honest with yourself like, okay, all these things are coming to the surface. Why? Mm-hmm. What's happening? You know, and time and place, yeah. right? Clearly, let's say you there's an issue. You're not going to go and somebody at a funeral <laughs> and address right, yeah. it. You know what I mean? So definitely knowing the time and place. And like I said, being honest with yourself. I think being honest with yourself really is a key to a lot of things because you really start to realize, is it really just me or are you just projecting? Mm, yeah, That's good. You know? That's really good. And a lot of times when people are projecting, well, I have a right to tell this person this and I have a right, okay, that's fine, but just realize there's going to be consequences to those yeah. actions, you know? And I know the Bible says, hey, like if there, if you um, have an issue with someone, like go directly to that person, you know, make it right. Absolutely, I'm not denying that Absolutely, fact yeah. or that scripture, but I'm also saying be true to yourself, be honest, know, is, is it really that or are you just making up stories in your head? Are you just, um, like I said, projecting? Yeah. Is, is stuff yeah. being exploited because of the situations and the circumstances? And it's like, use wisdom. Use mm-hmm. wisdom in every situation. Um, the Bible says, hold your thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I don't think many people do that too often. No. I, and I think that's what leads yeah. to a trajectory yes. of all these stories being made up because that's why the word says, Hold every thought captive. Right. You know, meditate on the word. Meditate on the things that are good, you know. Um, and that's one of the things that the Lord's really been speaking to me is hold every thought captive and meditate on whatever is good, on whatever yeah. is noble, whatever is this. Yeah. And when you really exercise God's word, it's amazing what happens to your brain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I completed because, uh, you know, I've just been going through a season where, like, those kind of things have just mm-hmm. been bombarding me like crazy. Yeah. And finally, I realized, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, I have total control. Yeah over what's going on in my mind right now. This is my brain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, even if, let's say, God forbid, like that, I mean, if the stories that I'm making up in my head, even if they're correct, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, and it's what Jackie and I talk about, at the end of the day, the responsibility 
lies within yourself. Yeah. You, yourself, you're the yeah. one that has to decide, am I going to allow this whole thing to wreak havoc on me? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to right now take a stand and move forward from that? And so, you know, if you are that kind of person that just meditates, and I think we all are to a certain right. extent, like, um, sorry, I, I, before I move on, and I don't even want to finish that thought, but I just feel like, um, let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, what's projecting? Like, what does that even mean? Um, can you define that? Yeah, it's basically um, and give an example. Give an example. Like, let's say that um, I'm having a rough day because I don't know. My best friend said I sucked, <laughs> and I'm around Shekinah, and I'm like, I'm belittling Shekinah. Mm-hmm. I'm angry at Shekinah, and Shekinah's like, "Wait, I haven't even done anything <laughs> yeah, to you. Yeah. like, like what if Shekinah's <laughs> drinking her water, and I'm like upset because you're drinking the water wrong? Like, I know these are silly examples, but now I'm projecting my frustration yeah. of what happened over here. To a third party that has nothing to do with the situation here. Yeah, that That's, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, hope that made sense for you guys. Um, Sorry, Shekinah. I mean, I like you. You're cool. <laughs> Besides your cats, we're <laughs> also. Oh, it says false. I thought it said the name of the yeah. show. I was like, we're also not sponsored by them, although. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so one thing that she said also was vulnerability. Vulnerability is obviously on. Uh, it's always going to be a topic. Um, and so she brought it back down to the simplicity of it. She's like, when you're when you realize that your safety is God, you can put yourself in a place to be hurt. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's also something that the Lord has been showing me, where it's like, you know, as a body of in the body of Christ, and also as a single person, in the body of Christ, there's no way that you're never not going to be hurt. Like you're you're deliberately putting yourself in a place of hurt. Like that's the story of Jesus. Take up your cross and follow me. Right. Um, lay down your life for your friends. Like it's it's throughout the entire Bible, and um, in dating, like you're gonna have to open yourself up. Like and like there's no way there's no way that you can find a spouse or you can find somebody to share a life with if you have barriers and you have blockades because at that point you're gonna end up as roommates right really good friends yeah um and so as i was meditating on that actually what the lord showed me is like i think a lot he showed me that a lot of people have trouble with vulnerability because they relate it to gull to being gullible and so being gullible mm-hmm. and vulnerability are two completely different things mm-hmm. being gullible is just letting yourself be taken like eyes closed like not not making informed decisions vulnerability is understanding who you are where you come from and what can happen um so let's say somebody comes into your life and they hurt you it's like okay like yeah that absolutely sucks but at the end of the day my worth and my good pleasure comes from the lord right it's it's things of that nature and so shekinah what do you have to say about that (laughs) yeah no vulnerability that's that's a tough one um for anybody um because it does it opens it it, you're opening yourself it's being vulnerable and when you're vulnerable you're not only vulnerable to receiving some a love and friendship and kindness you're making yourself vulnerable to betrayal as well Mm -hmm. um and that was something i was always you know growing up in the ministry and seeing how often my parents even got betrayed by people in the church that was just normal for me to witness and even experienced throughout my entire life. So by the time I was, that's how I became that really prideful, mm-hmm. um, overly yeah. harsh person was because it didn't allow people to get close to me because yeah. I had this tough exterior and I was just calling it honesty. Yeah. You know, the reality of it was I was just a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you were rejecting others before. I was re- exactly, and so yeah. um, that one was such a difficult one for me. And then the Lord, like I said, that was that's also that season the Lord really hit me with, it's time to start being vulnerable. And, um, yeah, that's, it's a difficult one, but something that my mom really taught me in that season when I finally 
was willing to hear her on it was you know she told me you know when you don't make yourself vulnerable you don't make yourself available to love and i was like well, i also don't make myself vulnerable to betrayal so you know <laughs> plus is there and um but when one day it just really hit me and i was like even if even sorry this totally threw me off my <laughs> my phone threw me off oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay getting back um even if i were to cut everybody out and i think we've kind of somewhat messages mentioned this um is that you're still filtering in people who will hurt you because when you put up a, a wall the people who are going to respect that wall are the people that are going to respect you um the people who aren't going to respect that wall are the people that have negative intentions towards you anyway so you're only filtering in people with negative intentions towards you and that's exactly what i experienced is i was only receiving people in my life who were hurt like going after to hurt me or to lie to me and then the lord was like because you're not opening yourself up to love um you're only inviting in you're only fil- a, a wall mm-hmm. does not block everybody out a wall just is a filter really is what it is yeah and you're only filtering in the people that hurt you and so when that kind of like that became like a revelation for me at one point in my life and so i just started okay and then it was my dad that says all the time you can (laughs) the hard thing about trusting people is that you have to trust them until they prove that they can no longer be trusted that's the hard thing about trusting you can't really ask for proof of trust prior to them you know hurting you or whatever it is you kind of just got to go into relationship not saying that you give your everything and all you know i'm sure you guys know that and even our listeners i'm sure wise enough to understand that but you still have to go in with um, a certain level of trust and yeah. you continue to trust them and you continue to build with them until they prove that they no longer can be trusted yeah. you need to make a, a conscious decision of, it's a very conscious right. decision you have to I'm be very intentional yeah. about it i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna and choose to trust i'm gonna choose to da, 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 and after sure. you've been hurt that's hard it is it's so hard it and everybody mm-hmm. on this planet especially us at this table <laughs> can can uh, testify to that is that it is difficult to say i'm gonna trust this person that i don't really know yeah um, but when you do you're right when you start applying the word of god and you start having that mindset of laying your life down for that friend yeah. start meditating on the word every single day and it becomes it becomes alive and it renews you and it becomes that love that just really fills you up and restores you after you do get a betrayal yeah. and yes i've been betrayed i've been betrayed guys <laughs> yes, i am a divorced woman okay it hurts and it was awful but it was also in the relationships that i've built around me that helped me get through it as well and so, yeah, I was betrayed, um, but that was not an excuse for me. Um, the Lord didn't let it become an excuse for me to yeah. shut myself off. It was an opportunity to dive deeper into relationships I knew I could trust. Yeah, And yeah, that's sure. where my healing came from. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm so glad you said that because one of the things that I, I think we've been harping, harping, harping on a lot on obviously like the downsides of being hurt if you're vulnerable. But at the same time, like um, I'm not saying that's like a dime a dozen. Uh, wait, I'm not saying. Yeah. Is that the right term? I don't know that everybody said correctly. <laughs> um, but I'm not saying that, you know, it, like one out of three people are going to hurt you, right? Like there's that opportunity. And probably when it happens, it's going to hurt like crazy. But there are so many wonderful, beautiful things yes. that we can say that we've experienced because we've been vulnerable. I myself have found tremendous healing in the body of Christ for being vulnerable. And it was things that it took me years to be able to open up about when like, but at the same time, like, wow, God, like, I can't believe that there's people around me that love me this much. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
you know, without staying too much on this talk, because we, we've almost been here now, yeah. and we got a few points left. Um, but um, can can you guys just a quick story, quick, like <laughs> one minute, one minute video, you know, of a good time, like a good thing that you found with being vulnerable to somebody? I'll start on my right hand. Um, I don't know if it's something, but I just I I'm gonna share this. For me, being vulnerable and being hurt and broken has caused the biggest, like the biggest, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to word it. Um, out of death, I've, I've birthed more life. Mm -hmm. Um, in the tragedies, I've birthed more miracles. That's so good. And none of that would be possible without me being vulnerable to the situations and to the circumstances around me. Yeah. That's good. And what's crazy with God is that oftentimes I see that with it almost happens simultaneously with great pain. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's great victory happening. There is. It's like you're dying on this part, but it, the Lord is like working over here. And yes. it, it's really quite like supernatural it's profound it's supernatural because in one like you're literally dying on the inside but then you're seeing god move and you're just like how in the world like it's like a seed right mm -hmm. a seed is dying but at the same time it's creating life and so to me it's like lord like how because it's true like in my in my weakest moments i've experienced god like pff, yeah face to face type stuff yeah shaquina um i can say for me that in refusing to be somebody else in refusing to appeal to the general public or society or whatever um it's really permitted me to have the closest friendships and build the closest friendships that i've ever had in my life um because they're people that shared my values by being honest by being vulnerable i had i had attracted people in my life who also um resonated with that mm -hmm. and so um that's what i would say for me it's been the benefit of choosing to be vulnerable and just open is that you might get hurt and I have gotten hurt and you're probably going to get hurt. Yeah. Welcome to the ministry, guys. Yeah. Welcome to life. Um, yeah, welcome yeah. to life. Um, but we're not saying that to scare you. I think our, our listeners they have know. all lived life. Yeah. They all know. Um, but when you are vulnerable, like I said, I've, I have the closest friendships and the most genuine, real, valuable, godly friendships yeah. um, that I could have ever had in my life if I didn't, if I chose to just keep to myself and yeah. play it, you know, the world's way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really good. I love it. Um, so vulnerability is most mostly, I think in all its ways, shapes and forms, it's beautiful, even in the pain. If yes. you are rooted in the Lord, again, if you stay with God, um, there is beauty that comes mm -hmm. out of those ashes. Beauty for ashes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, another thing that she said, and I think this could be applied with um, so many different areas, but, you know, for women that were in, like, in these hopeless marriages and stuff. And so she was like, go full force with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Make that your number one thing. Make that your number one point. And um, I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Honestly, after um, I we were filling out the, the divorce process, I dove deeper into the word than I ever had before. First, out of duty, just knowing that I have to do this. But then the word came so alive. And if, um, yeah. if you guys remember my uh, interview, um, I shared what what aspects of the word came alive to me. And yeah. the Lord really did highlight all the times that he'd been betrayed by his bride um, and how uh, he'd been hurt. And the word became, I don't know, it just, it became alive. And I've always read the word. I've always read scripture. 
Um, but there was something different. There was something mm-hmm. deeper. There was, it was relational. It was, I'm hearing God when I read this. I'm seeing yeah. God and I'm feeling this moment. Yeah. Um, more than just reading it because that's what a good Christian girl does. Yeah. I was feeling it and I craved it. And um, I dove into the word every single day. I'm still diving into the word every single day because that love just has not dissipated. And uh, it's incredible to really, again, beauty from ashes of how that pain really highlighted into a, a deeper desire to be in relationship with the Father and to um, dive into his word on that level. Yeah, it's really good. I love yeah. it. Okay, um, practical steps that she gave. What, to me, it was so, like, I'm sure in the interview you heard me, I was like, what, Jackie, this is... Yeah. <laughs> Why hadn't I thought about this? But the goodbye letter to she said yes. it an example to the fantasy was it fantasy the person? Fantasy the man, fantasy yeah. the person. fantasy person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, What? Yes. This is so good. And so, um, can you elaborate on what that what that entails? It's when I I believe I did that too at one point. Mm-hmm. Um and it works. It yeah. really mm-hmm. did, but it's true because we especially if you've been out in the world, um, you and the soul t- and the people that you've been with the different types of men or women you construct this fantasy person because you like this one thing from mm. this one person this one thing from that other person and you like you create this like supposable perfect person in your mind and there's no such thing as a perfect person we're all imperfect but we are perfect in christ right but yeah. um talking in worldly terms we we pick and just like we create this avatar that's like the best <laughs> yeah. way i can put it right yeah and so um And then you go into relationships comparing this or having this avatar and this person you're with and you're trying to hold them on the same caliber, Mm -hmm. like on the same platform. And it's like, first of all, like that's so unrealistic because now you're not giving your that person, that partner a fair, a fair chance at the game. Yeah. You know, you're 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 prejudging them. You're these preconceived notions, these um, um, deceptive thoughts and ideas and it's and so you're never going to be happy yeah. because you're always going to compare them to this non-fiction or this fictional avatar this fake avatar person mm-hmm. and so the more that you continue to do that the more that you're going to realize that there's no such thing and then you're going to go into this cycle of I can never find the right person this right person doesn't exist and it's like it's well okay. no because you've already created that person yeah. so nothing matches to that person yeah. Um. so yeah definitely saying goodbye to that and starting from a clean slate a clean yeah. Avatar and allowing you're passionate yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah, she's here. If you're if you're listening to us and not watching, she's throwing hands right now. <laughs> Let Jesus create your avatar. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that'll preach. Tune in this Sunday. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it with like you know terms, yeah. latent terms. No, okay. I I. <laughs> I love that. I think that's really good. Go ahead. No, no it, it totally, it does work because I've, <laughs> I've had to do that too. And, and I didn't even realize that it was when I started going through counseling um, that like, mine was the goodbye letter to like anger or hurt. Mm-hmm. And there's like a template, right? It's um, your first half of it should be think um, in this sense, the fantasy person for what they've done yeah. for you, mm-hmm. you know, and it can yeah. be sarcastic if you want your letter, yeah. do whatever you want, but thank this, you know, like, thank you for being there for mm-hmm. me and upholding me to this standard. Yeah. Thank you for wasting my time. <laughs> thank you. <know? laughs> but the first part is, is, is thinking it, thanking yeah. you for, for what it's done for you and yeah. how it's gotten you through tough times or whatever it is. Yeah. And then the second part is, okay, but I don't need you anymore and you yeah. need to leave my life. And yeah. this is how you've been interrupting my life. And that's the good part, by part of yeah. it. And so I've had to write that letter to anger. I've had to write that letter yeah. to betrayal itself. Yeah. I've had to write that letter to myself um, yeah. and just different things that I've gone Same. through. It's such a, it's a, 
to me, it really does help so it's much. It's liberating. It's so liberating. Mm-hmm. You really feel like you're sending this letter off and going, bye. Yeah, you I know? agree. It's so helpful. And you start to realize things, even with your own psyche, that you didn't even realize. Yeah, like, oh, this is sure. why I was holding on to this. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. In the sense of the fantasy man, yeah, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. not, it's liberating for yourself, but also for your future partner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really good. And you can do that, like, I like how you said that you wrote it to different emotions, but mm-hmm. you can also write it to actual people. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we we mentioned it, I think, in, in the interview, we mentioned our self-deliverance class that we're doing. And in that, you know, they have you write it to actual people. I know some people have done it to their parents, like to ex-lovers, to, like you said, to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and if you need to write a second letter, a third letter, like until that yeah. thing is broken, then do it. And let me tell you now, I am a writer and I still felt super silly doing it. Okay. <laughs> I was sitting there and I'm like, dude, like, I'm going to use the word childish because it really, to me, it felt childish. And like I said in the interview with, with Jackie, like, however, when I read it out loud and when I wrote it, I was like, dude, like, this is actually pretty profound. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a reason why Paul sent letters to the churches, right? Like, it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting in there, okay? Yeah, was, let her better find you before yeah, I do. Yeah, like the real... <laughs> like the... <laughs> There's that. Yeah. yeah, and so... um, you, Don't knock until you try it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think a lot of the things that we're saying are probably new things to you guys. And I'm going to say... At first, I'm going to affirm what you believe. And it's like, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little out there. I remember when I first started my Christianity walk, I was like... Okay, I'm going to do it, but this is weird. (laughs) Um, But I'm so glad I did. I mean, I just went for it. And, you know, thank God for that childlike faith, right? Because I that where you put your faith, that's what's going to produce fruit. So if you put your faith that that letter is going to break something off of your life, it's going to do it. Um, Because sometimes, oftentimes, those are things that we wouldn't dare disclose to anybody else. And so, um, you know, do it. I agree. Um, and one thing I, I didn't put that here, but I really just want to touch on it briefly was I love that she talked about be around people that are going through the same yes. thing that you're doing. Yes. I was like, that you're going through. Yeah, there you yes. go. <laughs> and so I was like, Jackie, Jackie, that was so good. Because mm-hmm. I feel like people will tell you to do the opposite yeah. of that. Right. And of mm-hmm. course, again, context people i felt like joe rogan content i just wanted yeah. to like lash out it's people um, that are going through what you're going through but are doing something to get out or to yes. better themselves there's yes. action there's exactly. they're being proactive yes. they're not staying stuck in a state of victimhood but exactly. more moving towards victor yeah, yeah. You're climbing the mountain together yeah at right. the same level with yeah. the same equipment yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because you guys are are using each other's resources, yeah. yes. like right. It's like, oh, I have this revelation, like yeah. let me share it with you, and vice versa. So um, I love that. That's even what we did last night at the mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a whole bunch of single women came together, and we were talking about the difficulties. We were talking about the breakthroughs. We were talking about the journeys, and you know, nothing changed. <laughs> we all left the place the same, and mm-hmm. like as far as like status, you know, but. It felt lighter. I, mm-hmm. When I left, I felt lighter. I was like, man, I'm so grateful that I got to share my heart with people yeah. and hear other people's hearts. Yeah. And because oftentimes, like, that's really all you need. You just need to know that people are, they're with you, right? There's a scripture in the Bible that says there's believers all over the world going through the same thing that you're going through. And that's not to diminish what you're going through. It's to tell you, like, no, there there's people in this fight together. Yeah, so your people. Um, so I, I absolutely love that. But the last point that I have officially down on paper is know the season that you are in. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I loved even more was she was that she said, um, 
she's like, and I don't look for like five, six, a whole bunch of things. Like I just look for one or two things that the Lord is doing in my life and I focus on those things. And mm -hmm. I'm like, that's so good because when we start seeing, um, I was just having a conversation with somebody where, where they're like, I just don't know what to go after. Like, I just feel like um, there's so many things, right, that we can address. And it's just like, okay, but what is the most pressing thing for you right now, right? And so what can you ladies give advice to about knowing the season that you're in one how can somebody figure that out and two how can they use that to be in in that moment right yeah that's one thing that jackie really drives into me constantly because i do i start to feel overwhelmed of i have to help this person i got to do this i got to volunteer for this somebody else made me feel bad for not being here for this mm. you know and I, I i get really overwhelmed and she goes that's not the season you're in right now mm. you know and just a reminder of um, where does God have you at right now? And if you have time for those other things without overwhelming yourself, fine, that's great. But if you don't, like prioritize what the Lord has put on your heart yeah. first. And right now that would be in the vine, you know? <laughs> and yeah. that's true. Yeah. And um, it, and um, that was reeling through my mind. I recently had somebody make a request of, can you make time out of your week to do X, Y, Z? And I was like, I genuinely can't. And I felt bad. But then I walked away going, that's also just not the season that the Lord has yeah. me in right now. Mm -hmm. And I had to make peace with that. And I felt, I did, I felt peace in that. And, um, but it was difficult to say no because, you know, you value these people and you value the people that you want to help and you want to be there. But at the end of the day, I'm no good to anybody if I'm overwhelmed or right. overworked. And then I'm giving less of myself here where God has actually called me to be. Right. Back to the yes versus no. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I could have said yes to that person. I could have, and then I could have showed up here tired or not showed up at all. Yeah. And that would have been really dismissing what God has put me in yeah. this season. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. But yeah, that's a huge one for Jackie. She constantly is reminding of everybody of that. Are you in the right, are you in that season right now? Then yeah. don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. I think for me, it's, I can't really speak on the singleness because I'm not there. So I, I, I would, I can't even try to lie and yeah. I wouldn't want to lie. Thank um, you. <laughs> so I don't know. As a married woman, your season is your husband and your kids. Yeah. You know, when I say kids, little kids, you know, yeah. um, because Especially if I make me I homeschool, like my kids need me, and yeah. um, and being bi so busy lately, I'm I'm starting to realize like, or my like I'm my passion is my 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 children right now, you know I'm in a season where I need to teach. I'm homeschool. I'm teaching. I'm teacher. I'm coach. I'm chauffeur. I'm you know chef. I'm, and I genuinely enjoy that. And I'm and I've been so busy lately that I'm missing being a mom. Mm. And so for me, I know that my season is being. A mom right now to my little ones um because there's going to be a season where they're all grown up mm -hmm. yeah. and your mom is always pastor linda is continually reminding me of that of um there's you're not gonna have them little forever they're gonna grow up and then you're gonna be an empty nester and then you're gonna you know you can go on and basically she hasn't said this but i'm saying it like go take over the world yeah. <laughs> you know um but right now i'm just it's easy to to for me to tell like what my season is because i'm married and i have little kids mm -hmm. so that should always for me yeah. be a priority that's good. That's good. Yeah, Melissa. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like what advice I could I could give when it comes to knowing the season that you're in. Um, because on quite honestly, for me, I think like it's it's really. Um, it can be. I don't want to hyper spiritualize it, and I don't want to give people like this idea where it's always tied in a, in a nice little bow, packaged in a little box. At least not for me. It's it, often it can be very convoluted, mm -hmm. and so for me, it, it tends to the Lord. 
the Lord actually just trips me at some points and he's like, okay, like, where are you going to run to now? And I'm like, okay, so this is where I'm at today. <laughs> like, And so at least for me, um, what I've noticed with the Lord is that he allows me to take like these calculated risks, right? Mm-hmm. And so just recently, um, just going through through a season where I was like, I felt like I was, the, the imagery that the Lord keeps giving me, that the Holy Spirit keeps giving me is like that I was going through a tunnel. And even though the tunnel itself was dark and I was in there by myself, that over the tunnel and over the bridge, the Lord was always there. So it's like he knew that I was in the tunnel and he was allowing me to go through the tunnel, but he was already covering me. And so my job was to start and end. My job was to go through, right? And uh, was I perfect? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely not. I would be the first one to always throw myself under the bus. Was it painful? Absolutely. Was it joy? Joyous, yes. Like <laughs> it was ups and downs, victories, tears. Like I'm, st- I'm still reeling in that moment. But looking back at it, I am so grateful to the Lord that He allows me to go through those things because I, for mm-hmm. sure, um, realized a lot about myself. Right. So that was one season where I was learning through the pain. I was learning. I was going through the tunnel, and now I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. This is what you highlighted. Now, this next season, it's applying what he gave me. And so for many of us, many of you that are listening, it can be that, right? You may be going through that tunnel and you're just like, dude, I can't see two feet in front of me. You just, the word says, his word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path. And so if, you know, the word at in encompassing, right? John says the beginning was a word and the word was with God and the word was God. Is it the word or the light? Okay. I was like, am I tripping? Mm-hmm. And so the word is Jesus, right? Yeah. The word is Jesus. And so again, like uh, if I can just like continue to like hammer this in, um, a walk with the Lord is really quite simple. It's always simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it hard? Yes, it can be. But it's simple, right? Like math is hard, but the laws of math are simple. Like mm-hmm. if you follow the laws, it's simple. And so... Well, that's what it is with the Lord, right? And so um, the word says also to always keep his commandments and precepts before you. So if you're going through a season where you feel like, dude, like, I just don't know what's going on. I don't know what I can't even tell you what season that I'm in. Beautiful. That The yeah. Lord is showing you to seek him, to put him in front of you. So going back to the good versus God thing, what's drawing you closer to the Lord? If you're saying yes to things and that's taking away your time from prayer, then that's probably not the Lord. However, if you're not managing your time wisely, that's you, homegirl and homeboy. <laughs> like, manage your time wisely, right? And so... You know, when it comes to seasons, like, you know, I I am not the one that can tell you, like, clear cut. Like, with me, the Lord, he deals with me differently. And I'm thankful for that because that's how I learn. Like, and so, um, you know, I think the three of us here, the one thing that we can agree on is that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Mm -hmm. And that our seasons may may look different. You know, Denise married with kids, but I can, I know for sure the things that she endures through those seasons is intense, right? And Shekinah, you know, um, I know that right now she's in this season post-divorce, but I can tell you a whole bunch of other nonsense that Shekinah (laughs) has gone through that I'm just like, yo, like, the divorce is not even half of it. And so, but so, but she's learned to listen to the voice of God, right? Yeah. And so with me, like, with me, it's all over the place. And so, <laughs> you know, 
And, and that's why it's so important to have, uh, going back to the friendships, like it's so important to have friends that um, are mirrors of the word of God and who can speak the word back to you when you're going through seasons and that don't coddle you. And so, you know, definitely know the season that you're in. Get a freaking mentor. Get yes. a freaking mentor. Like I'm pretty sure every single podcast, every made, podcast, get an accountability get, partner, get yes. a mentor, get somebody in your life who's going to pull you up. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't have friends that sharpen you, the word says iron sharpens iron. Uh, shoot, I need to learn the second part of that scripture. But it pretty much says like um, that a friend sharpens the countenance of another friend. And so it's like, you know, um, there's been times where I've come to, to these girls and I'm like, oh, help me. And they're like, yeah. dude, like get it together. <laughs> and there's been other times where they're like, I'm so sorry. And they pray yeah. with me. They cry with me. And it's just like, you know, you need all of that. And so in the vine. We're here for you yeah. <laughs> wholeheartedly. We're here for you. Like if it's one thing that we know is know how to be there for other people so long as your heart is pure. Yeah. And I think it's such a broad subject, right? Like knowing your season, mm-hmm. which is why we talk about mentoring accountability, because it, it's, a, it's a case by case scenario. Right. So we can sit down. Um, when you have a mentor, you can sit down with them and they you can get outline your life and it's like, yeah. okay, sometimes it's so hard to see when you're in the in the storm, but when you have an outside perspective, there's clarity. A lot of times, yeah. you know, the word says that people perish for a lack of knowledge yes. or there's no, you know, yes. um, if there's no vision, then th- th- there's, how can you move forward? So a lot of times we're lacking vision just because it, the waters are so muddied. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But when you can sit down with somebody and bounce back ideas and you say, this is what I'm passionate about. These are my, my goals. This is what I want. You know, you can have somebody to help you guide yeah. um, and get closer to that and knowing, okay, this is a season and holding you accountable yeah. to that season yes. is key. Yeah, kind of like what Jackie does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so key, like, because there's been even times where I've sat with my mentor and I'm just like, I hear what you're telling me. <laughs> And if anybody knows me, like, this is not my, this is not my usual thing, right? Usually when somebody tells, like, especially somebody, like, when my mentor tells me, like, hey, this is what you're going through, this is what you need to do, usually I'm like, okay, thank you so much, blah, blah, But there's been times where I'm like, I hear what you're saying, and I'm going to do it, but I don't see it. Like, and my heart is not there yet. And that's why it's so crucial, right? Because there's things that she's been able to see where I'm just like, dude, like, it's it just, it's not clicking. And so then I follow the advice and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me this sooner? <laughs> and so it's so important. Like, uh, yeah, a good yeah. mentor will make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think that's, a, that's one thing that a lot of people are, again, it goes back to being honest with yourself is knowing where you're at. Yeah. And, um, too many people will get that mentor Yes. and then feel uncomfortable and go, well, that yeah. just wasn't for me. Yeah. yeah. But if you're honest with yourself, you can submit yourself to knowing, okay, Lord, one, it could just be God going, this is not the person for yeah. you. Yeah. But again, it goes back to knowing that uh, being honest with yourself and knowing what God is saying. But if this person's making you uncomfortable in a, anyway, <laughs> in a godly way, yeah, you know, for sure. um, um, but challenging you to, because they're trying to uplift you and yeah. build you up. And that's key is, is this person making yeah. me feel uncomfortable because they're expecting me to be at a higher that. standard yeah. Yeah. or is this person making me uncomfortable because they're belittling me? Yeah. Right. If they're expecting you to be at a higher standard, then that's the kind of discomfort you want and you that's need. True. It's like a coach when you play yeah. sports. If you play yeah. sports and you were coached by a good coach, you know that you probably hated them, but mm-hmm. BFFs, they that's made right. you, they yeah. brought the they, they, took, they brought the best out of you. Yes, absolutely. So with that being said, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to this Thursday's episode. Again, Yessie, we, we miss you. Can't yes. wait to see you. Can't wait to have you back on the podcast. Um, and you know the drill. Pray for your single friends because it's 2024 and it's hard out here. <laughs> it is. Peace.